How are we doing today, squad? I am your host, Coach Andy James, of the highly impactful podcast, BitFlow Radio. This podcast is the extension work needed to take your progress from good to greatness in your own transformation journey. Over the past five years, I've coached over a thousand people into life-changing results, all part of my purpose to impact 100,000 lives to change the health of generations to come. Thank you for being here today. Let's get into today's podcast. If you're already tuning in, you know why, because you've seen either one of our stories or you've seen the post that's gone out this morning. So why tracking macros is a waste of your time. Now, this is a starting point. This is not an experienced dieter. This is for the majority of the population. So we're looking at like the 95 percenters, everybody that's trying to figure out why they're not producing a result or what they're looking to do moving forwards and understand macros a little bit better on where they should be in their whole beginning phases of tracking macros journey. Now, we both have a very, very similar approach with this. So obviously it helps, especially with clients that are working with us. (laughs) Um, But I mean, if you you guys have been watching as well, so I mean, I share a lot, you know, we share between us, me and Dan do a lot. If you've been watching a lot of Dan's um, journey and story at the minute, he's actually doing quite regular uh, food updates on his Instagram stories. So if you're not currently watching those, these could massively help you as well right now. So he's doing reviews on protein bars daily. He's showing you, yeah, he is. He's doing the protein Every bar day. reviews. Um, he's also sort of showing you like meal quantities and serving quantities and those kind of things. So this can massively help you move forwards. But as per, as per plans, the topic of conversation is why tracking macros is a waste of your time to begin with. So my personal standpoint on this, and this is one that we have a very similar approach with is, yeah. Anybody that comes to us at the beginning. In fact, you know what? First of all, Dan, introduce yourself to everybody. I'm Coach Dan, so I've been working with Andy for a while now. Um, Yeah, very, very like-minded individuals. Um, We agree, I think, about on most things however obviously we uh, we do counter argue each other as uh, as we should at times just to to make sure we're always growing um and yeah we wanted to talk about calories i think mainly because so many people get caught up in in trying to over track and especially as i know a lot of our clients are now looking to return back to the gym they want to get everything in line and going from potentially being a bit of a couch potato over these last or year maybe um then going back to the gym, trying to flick the switch and perfect everything is just such a daunting task for too many people. So we're here to tell you that you don't need to go from zero to 100. You can slowly plod along that, slowly speeding up, and um, you'll still get amazing results. Um, we know this because that's what we hope and aim to deliver. So yeah, I'm Coach Dan. <laughs> There's Coach Dan, the wise man speaking himself. So I mean, obviously, you know, guys, now I mean, like Dan's always dialed in on his nutrition always this is like he understands the importance of the 80 percent mark of where where the effort should really go um so when i mean obviously we've spoken about why it's a waste of time early on to start to to even pay attention to what the macros really mean there's no perfect macro split so this is something that we just want to establish with everybody right now a macro split is a guidance it's not a staple it's not you're on this amount of macros and you will hit this continuously to see your result your macros will change as frequently as your results start to change and again experience you know these are going to these are going to play around a little bit the probably the most consistent one is probably going to be your protein intake Mm. around that again we both agree fats and carbs they're usually ones that fluctuate quite a lot Um, but again where do you start? So we're going to cover like seven key points to move through this live, just so that you've got some serious value 
So if you're in on this, just type value in the comment box. If you're catching this on a replay, if you're catching this on an IG feed to repost, again, just type value in the box if you're getting value from it. That way we know that we're serving you right and you're getting something from this. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So right, so what are macros? Proteins, fats, carbs, fiber. The one that most people don't talk about. But, yeah. yeah, proteins, fats, and carbs. The breakdown of protein, fats, and carbs. I'm going to let Dan take this away for you because if you've been watching Dan's journey right now, you know that this guy is tracking his proteins, fats, and carbs literally to the gram right now. So, Dan, you can take the way on the proteins, fats, and carbs one. Go. Yeah, first of all, I think, obviously, everything I'm doing at the moment is very meticulous, and that's because I'm looking to get to a very extreme. So I'm looking to um, enter into a bodybuilding competition, which is going to be very extreme. And I wouldn't expect that from any of our clients, really, because this is my life. This is my lifestyle. So what are proteins, fats and carbs? Obviously, proteins, depending on your dietary restraints and any sort of ethical values within your, your nutrition, you can get them from a variety of sources. But the mains are going to be sort of protein from chicken, beef, fish, that's going to be the building blocks of, of muscle and, and repairing. So that is going to be one of the most things that we'll, we'll track most consistently. Then carbs and fats will always sort of give a minimum of fat simply because fat you will need for certain hormone productions and just to make sure that you are live in a healthy rounded lifestyle but fats and carbs are both just sources of energy that's all your body sees it as really so carbohydrates are going to be four calories per single gram and fats are going to be nine calories per gram so obviously if you like consuming a lot of food you can go down the the carbohydrate route because you're going to be able to consume more of them because they're not as calorifically dense protein is also four calories per gram um, and that's we'll see what the sum of those are to your to your overall calorie goal so why we don't think or we it's not even think why we know you don't need to be meticulous with always hitting the same fats and carb ratio it's because your body views that as calories your body views that as energy and some days you want a big mac and that's tasty but that's going to be high fat so like you can have that flexibility and for the majority of our clients that are tracking for the first time, trying to get three numbers, well, four numbers, including overall calorie consumption is quite daunting. And I think that's where that's where we're at. Is there anything extra that you'd, you'd want to add with that? Um, no, I mean, I think that's the highlighted point there is the daunting part, because I believe a lot of people, when they first start to track calories and macros, it's. They, they feel there's an added pressure or it's yeah. just above and beyond what they're capable of actually doing because it's something that's, I think there's an expectation that people should already know and expect what to be able to do when it comes yeah. around to tracking macros. Yeah. So macros are a subsidiary of your calories. So your total calorie intake is the number for what you've consumed for the day. Below that is basically your proteins, fats and carbs. Fiber is not really taken into account when working out the total calorie value, but you want to pay attention to your fiber. FYI, Fiber should be around 20 to 25 grams per day. So as yeah. so long as you're getting that in, that's going to allow you to be regular. Bowel movements, yeah. digestion, et cetera, et cetera. So that's going to aid that. So 20 to 25 grams, you're good around there with a the fiber spot. Everything else, we're going to focus on the proteins, fats, and carbs. So they're a subsidiary of your total calories for the day. Now, my personal approach with this is, and I do believe it's a lot of coaches' approach as well, is if you don't know what your daily calories are right now, there isn't a stressful requirement to say, here is the number. 
because you can work this out. And this is why macro calculators and calorie calculators online aren't always the best to use because they are very, very generic. Yeah. This might say you should require this amount of calories per day, but you might have been over consuming. And just because you have a different type of me metabolic rate to a friend or a family member dictates the outcome of that total amount of calories. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So you can process this faster or slower. So this is why we're saying total macro split does not matter at the very beginning because the first thing we need to try and assess is how many calories are we actually consuming day to day. So the yeah. first thing that we do with any one of our clients is get them to track for a first week with no sort of adherence to macro split. If you've not tracked calories, if you've not tracked macros at all, then this is the first thing you need to do. So you maybe want to write this one down is find out what your daily intake is just by tracking the food that you've been consuming day to day. Yeah. Week one of the diet doesn't need to be like, I've got to make this complete lifestyle shift on week one to produce the result. It's not the case. We all know that the stepping stones to something that's way, way, way down the road. So week one is really like you know, analyzing where you're at, seeing where we're at, what we're doing, what we're consuming, and then we can start to understand, oh, actually, you know what? It starts to shine light on why we're maybe in the body composition that we currently are, or we're not seeing the results that we really want to see. So the first week, week one, is just establish some groundwork. Yeah. You know, track a little bit of food. Well, in fact, track, track all the food and the drinks. Yeah. Um, but as you keep moving forward, just be mindful about, right, okay, today I consumed 2,500 calories. On my week one of the, uh, any program, I was set calorie intake of 2,000. That is just a starting point. If you're over by, 2000, by 500 and you're hitting 2,500 every single day, we already know that you're actually higher than what you need to be. And it gives us an indication of where we make the adjustment then. Yeah, so yeah, this yeah. is why we're saying is try to perfect them from day one. It's just going to add so much more stress to your journey just to begin with. Just pay attention to week one. Track everything. Don't pay attention to macros. Just whatever you're eating, eat it, log it, track it. And then look, in fact, let us look back at week one. Or if you're tracking this yourself, look back at week one and see sort of how regularly you were with different volumes of calories throughout the week. You might find that some days they were really high. Ask yourself, was it a stressful day? Did I do a lot on that day? And then other days you might find that they're really, really low. And you're thinking, well, maybe I was sat around a lot that day and I didn't really do too much that day. So start to analyze where you're at. Agree, Dan? Yeah, yeah, I think with that as well, and I know we've done it with a few clients, um, also uh, just like a picture diary, because if you're like, oh, I've really consumed a high amount of calories this day, and you flick back, okay, go through your camera roll on Tuesday, why was this? oh, well, I didn't have any high volume foods or I didn't have this or that. I know we've had it this week where a client sent over something and we were like, well, the amount of veg that you've had with that meal could have tripled for like an extra 20 calories. So you would, if you follow me on Instagram, you would have seen my volume salads that I have. One, I'm a bit of a rabbit. I like a good salad. But two, the amount of calories that you can have in a whole bowl of salad is next to nothing one it's going to be fairly satiating because you're eating for a while um so it it feels that that you want to graze you want to eat and i think that's something as well that's probably underlooked is we get so tracked up and so meticulous with numbers that we actually need to see okay what does it look like what does 100 calories worth of chicken look like compared to 100 calories of lettuce yeah, they don't have the same macro value, obviously. And if we're looking to recover from a session, 
chicken's going to be a wiser decision but when you're looking back through that diary you know like this day was really low you can link it back to the pictures which i think is very valuable and it just goes with i always is i'm i'm one for a cliche one for a bit of a cringy cliche and it's like start where you are where your journey is you need to look down and see where your journey is starting because you can't compare your start point to someone that's three years down the line so that's why it's just track that week be honest with yourself a lot of people won't can won't oh i've just had one coke i won't do that that's an extra 80 calories or something like that so i'd say take pictures of everything you consume as well um, and that will help in the process I just wanted to yeah. add that in there, man. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's a good, valid point. I mean, like, if you're a visual kind of person as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, some people really aren't like, what does 100 calories or what does 35 grams of chicken actually look like? Yeah, yeah, And yeah. if you've got no visual reference for it, you're going to struggle long-term to try and piece these things together so that dieting or just being mindful of food moving forward is more of an intuitive thing rather than being restricted by the numbers all the time and needing a set of scales to weigh everything out. I think the biggest thing for people very early on is to establish what macro and calorie tracking really looks like long-term because it's not something that you want to have to stick to for the rest of your life, but it is certainly something you will need to revisit every now and again. So sort of jumping in and out of tracking macros and calories and not, you're still mindful if you're not tracking calories as to if you've had, four or five servings of protein a day for the last six months and you've been tracking this and now all of a sudden you're like you know what i want to break from tracking i want to break from dieting but i still want to be mindful of what i'm eating you know that you still need to consume four to five servings of protein per day and you now know what the volume of that really looks like so the that's going to help rep- you move forwards yeah the visual rep- representation and as sad as it is like nine times out of ten now when i scoop my jam out it's bang on 15 grams, which is what I want. And that is (laughs) so pleasing for me. But it's just because I've been doing that daily for what, like 10 weeks now. So you get to know what a visual representation of a serving size is. And the longer you do that, the more more it it becomes natural. Well, yeah, I mean, that's going to give you the flexibility in your diet as well. I mean, long term you'd be able to sort of say, oh, you know what, I can piece this together where you might be out and about, hopefully, you know, as the world starts spinning the right way around again, we can start doing the more social things with people, going out places. And as you're starting to do this, you can start to look at menus in a different way. You can start to yeah, see, yeah, yeah. You, know, you know, different places for different foods. And you can still mentally track these throughout the day and be mindful of it and still not think, actually, you know what, I need to live and, buy, live and die by these numbers because if I don't hit the numbers then I'm not going to see the result. And that's not the case. Yeah. It's just being consistent around as close to these numbers. That's what, that's what the biggest sort of definition between tracking macros and flexibility really comes down to rather than being so structured with it. Remove the pressure from it. Yeah. I mean, my next point on here was, is you've got to establish your goal. So yeah. I mean, your goal oh, long-term, it's not going to be a short-term thing. If your body composition is in a place that you're not currently happy with, or you're looking to be the gain muscle, lose body fat, whatever that might be, you have to establish the goal and which way you're going to go with this. The macros are not going to be the thing that's going to give you the result. Yeah. They're just a contributing factor to what's going to help you produce the result. You have to establish what is the goal. Now, the goal is always going to be long-term. It no, has no, no. to be long-term 
because what all you're going to end up doing is creating an in-out scenario. In, out, in, out. You're dipping your toe, you're pulling out. You're dipping your toe, you're pulling out. And we don't want that because long-term, that actually creates more bad habits than what it does resolve old bad habits. Yeah, yeah. The yo-yo dieting. And I think, again, sort of referring back to our current situation with us being out of routine for potentially a year. But this can go so much deeper than people will live a sedentary lifestyle for 15 years and their body has got into that state. They then want to look like um, whoever their idol is in 12 or eight weeks. It's taken you 15 years or a full year of not doing a huge amount why do you think you can then undo those results or or where you've got to in such a short period of time and so to stop the yo-yo dieting like that um, is definitely set some long term and be realistic i think that probably comes down to um one setting that long-term goal being realistic that i want i'm here for a long time not just a good time but then making sure that your calorific goal is maintainable i have clients that and well we have clients that have come to us on crazy low numbers and they've had good results with that but they've come to us as a new coach because their old approach wasn't maintainable so i think it's picking that surplus or deficit the size of it is going to be a lot more uh, maintainable in the long longevity of it yeah, I mean, I'm actually going to talk on sort of, I'm just going to touch on a point in a second and a couple of points actually about the reverse yeah. metabolic adaptation that's, that you actually, sort, you know, people go through. Um, on, yeah. Because that's the point that I want to leave you with last to think about. Um, so yeah, the next yeah. one is okay. basically, how do you want to work out macros? How do you how should I know what is right for me? So this is where I'm going to compare the whole calorie online calculators to what you really need. Yeah. So a lot of people jump online, jump on Google, they smash into the search bar, calorie calculator, I want my macros, tell me what I need to do to get to the result. And then tomorrow morning, you go, right, okay, I've been consuming 3000 calories every single day. But the calorie calculator tells me I need to consume 1800 calories. Right, tomorrow morning, I'm doing 1800 calories. What's going to happen by midday Monday? I'm going to be angry. You're going to be hangry. <laughs> Seriously hangry. It's yeah, yeah. not going to be a beneficial way for you to say, I want to do this long term. Yeah. Because you've got used to consuming a, a higher volume, a higher, higher amount of calorie, your body is naturally adapted to that. So if you're at the higher end of intake, you don't actually have to drop so severely down to, say, 1,800 calories to start seeing a result. You only actually need to chip away three to 500 calories from what you're currently yeah. consuming and you'll start to see a result even still yeah. doing your your current daily activities you don't even need to start adding in additional cardio or training or anything outside of that just make the small adjustment in your intake if you've got a high intake already small adjustment you'll start to see a positive result a calorie calculator will tell you different it's to tell you you need to be consuming 1800 calories you need to be consuming 100 grams of protein of that to somebody that's like, well, hold on a minute, I know that I've been consuming like 170 grams of protein because I have kind of have a rough idea of that. That's a lot to cut out. That's like a yeah. whole serving of somebody else's protein intake that you just cut out. You're going to feel like death because of this because it's not going to have you feeling positive about making any kind of dietary changes. So why would you want to stick to it? So one of the things that yeah. we like to focus on is really maximizing on your food intake. And the biggest thing, the biggest sort of resistance we get from any new client is why are my calories so high yeah 
every time, every time this happens, why are my calories so high? I can't produce result and calories as high. And we're like, right, okay, this is where the education part starts. If you, Love so, steady. person A, person B, person A's been consuming 1400 calories for the last 12 months. I'm not losing any more weight. Theory is I need to cut more calories. Whoa, 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 no, you don't. Just pump the brakes, hold it there for a second. Person B, I've been consuming 3000 calories and the calorie calculator is telling me I need to consume 2000 calories, but you've given me a calorie intake of 2700. I'm not going to produce a result on that. Trust me, you are. Because we've monitored what you've taken in for this first week, or you've monitored what you've taken in for the first week, and your, your average is 3,000 calories or 1,400 calories. Your average for the week is 3,000 calories. Now, you're going to do what the calorie cal calculator says, and all of a sudden, you're two, three days in, you're starving because you've not had enough food, but you're used to eating in larger volumes, but the calorie calculator is right. But what you're either learning or being coached through is wrong. No, just pump the brakes. This is where we're saying pump the brakes. Take, take on board what is actually required and what yeah. is being told. Because the guidance from a calculator is just to say, here's a rough idea as to where your number should be. It doesn't know where you're coming from. Exactly. We, this is what we monitor. We monitor where you've been for the past week. We monitor your food intake from proteins, fats, carbs, fibers. We look at the regularity of it. If you've been under consuming, the first thing we need to do as coaches is reverse the metabolic damage, the adaptation that's been created. So we would look to actually increase calorie intake to begin with. Yeah. You probably only find that the only time the weight would shift up at this point is just by a little additional water retention because you're con yeah. probably consuming a little bit more carbohydrates. Doesn't mean you're gaining body fat. So that's the big panic that I think people need yeah, to like. Yeah. Yeah, slam them brakes on with straight away. So if you're at the lower end, we need to reverse the damage that's being created because the body needs to start functioning in a way that's going to be serving you from what you're telling it to do. If you're at the other end of the scale, don't rely on what the calorie calculators are telling you to begin with because they're only a guidance. This is like they're, they're saying to you to get to this goal. This is kind of where you need to be. But cutting a thousand calories out of your day straight away is not the way to get there. You'll see drastic results if you can maintain it for a short space of time. Agreed, Dan? Yeah, yeah, it's not maintainable. It's not the most, it might be like the most efficient short-term way, but then you're going to create, you're more likely to binge, you're more likely to break routine, you're more likely to start demonizing certain foods, certain food groups, and then that's when a whole host of problems can occur and also if you're not seeing the results immediately on the scales on how you look how you feel um you're going to probably want to drop them even more and a drop of a thousand calories is going to make your performance horrendous in the gym in your running whatever you're doing so then your calorie expenditure in those sessions is going to in turn drop because you can't put the intensity into the sessions. And I, both, I know both, both of us are very much of the, the mindset in, the, in that camp of, we want to be able to fuel you for your sessions, whatever it be, if whatever your goals are, cardio, resistance, a mixture, because one, you're gonna enjoy the sessions more, and two, you're going to be able to expend more through there, which is, so you can eat more to expend more and enjoy your sessions, produce, but, greater results from that so that's why you don't need to again 
I'm just going to keep on hammering that home. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all need to, to be fair. I mean, I think that's a point that a lot of people need to take on board is that yeah, yeah. Um, macros are not, they're not like the God given number that's been sent down from anybody that's going to tell you, this is how you're going to get to your result. And we're always every single week when we're doing check-ins with clients, we're constantly either assessing if they're still on a good point, we don't, we don't need to change them. Don't yeah. change what isn't, you know, don't, don't fix what isn't broken. But yeah, yeah. there's one of your scenarios and there's one of your sayings, your cheesy yeah, yeah. captions. Um, <laughs> but then the other, the other side of it is, is that it's more of a case of evaluating where you're at, what needs to actually be adjusted because there's a response that comes back from a lot of it and going into training responses is a whole other topic of conversation. But being really mindful about actually, do I really need to have such a severe calorie deficit? You know, you're going to chop all these calories out of your daily intake because surely that's going to lead to a binge eating scenario on a weekend. Like you'll say, oh, you know what? I tracked calories for five days this week. I've been massively under. I'm not going to track them on a weekend. Treat just myself. so I know who is this right now. If you're watching yeah. this on the, on the live, drop in the comments, just put me, if this is you, we all do it at some point. It's not something to be ashamed of. But if you track throughout the week and you're absolutely on point through the week and you get to a weekend and you're like, you know what? Weekends are my time. That red so wine goes down quick. That's <laughs> it, but, but the week's your time as well. You know, it's like every day is your time. It's just more of a case of you've created such a resistance in the week that you want a couple of days off from it on the weekend. Yeah. Now, you can still go about this in a logical way, but here you go, me, yeah, this is all, yeah, I can mm -hmm. see the me's coming in now. Yep, I can, yeah, I totally relate as well. I've done, I've been through this myself, so I can see it all. Caroline, I agree. Caroline's on here, by the way, Dan. Yeah, watching. always watching. <laughs> um, so going into a weekend and being sort of so hammered down through the week on calorie intake, and then getting into the weekend, it's like, right, I'm not going to track on the weekends. I'm just going to kind of live the weekends. That whole expression, live for the weekends, kind of where yeah. it comes from. You've created yeah. two very, very distant realities from weekday, weekdays and weekends that your weekends are balancing out your weekdays. You're just over-consuming. Yeah, don't tell anybody this. This is why you might not be producing a result. Your weekends, calorie intake, is balancing out your average for the week. And therefore, it's going to be a hell of a lot harder to see a result because you're still playing sort of catch-up come Monday, Tuesday of the following week. Yeah. When your body's had this higher um, consuming calorie intake. And all of a sudden now it's just depleted. And you're back again down to, I'm starving. I'm hungry. I don't want to do this. What are you creating? Yeah, 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 yeah it's going to yeah. be a bumpy ride for a long time. So you're better off just being more mindful about the calorie intake that you've got, and actually saying, well, you know what? If my calorie intake only needs to be 300 down on a high calorie intake that I've been consuming, or if you've been on a low calories and you're looking to increase them, but either maintain for a time, we'll get onto the diet inside of the low calorie scenario in just a second. Yeah, yeah. You need to be mindful that it needs to be consistent. You've got to look. macros, tracking macros and flexibility is a consistent approach still. It's not on and off, on and off, because they will produce the same results. There's nothing broken in the system. They will produce the same results as a 5-2 diet, as intermittent fasting, as uh, carb. Yeah, <laughs> don't get me started. Um, yeah, a whole macro group just removed. Um, all yeah, these yeah. factors are things you need to be mindful of. Yeah. So going into the whole lower end scenario, this is the bit that I want to bit sort of, if you're consuming a low amount of carb, uh, calories, sorry, not carbohydrates, and you're looking to reverse these, so, you know, you're looking to reverse the metabolic damage. Yeah. What we're actually looking for at this point is 
only a slight increase, and this happens over a period of weeks, by the way. So we wouldn't go, right, you've been on a thousand calories for the last six months. That to us is a massive shock. We're yes, going to sit there and we'll be like, whoa, hold on a minute. We need to really, really reassess the approach that you've been taking because us saying, here's your calories, and you go, that's 500 calories a day over what I've been consuming. I'm going to gain weight. That's not the case. But we need to get you to that 500 calories extra first. Yeah. This is a process of reversing. So it's like reverse dieting. If you don't know what reverse dieting is, it's a basically a it's a it's a step by step approach to incrementally increasing your calorie intake over a period of time. Um, something that you will see Dan do uh, probably at the back end of this year at some point, or just, uh, so <laughs> or just maybe next week because you know you can. Um, yeah, yeah. So sort of reversing out of this whole low calorie intake scenario that we've had. I think an approach that most people need to understand is that you won't drastically gain weight if your calories need to increase, if your body is performing subpar on yeah. what it's current, where it's currently at. If you're just like hammered at this sticking point and you can't move any further forward with it, reason being is because your body's not optimally now working with you. So you're asking it to you know, provide more energy, so free up more calories for this energy. But the body's saying no. Like what Dan said earlier, it's a fight or flight scenario. You're in starvation. So yeah. why, the, why is your body going to say, well, yeah, here's some more calories. Go and burn some more fuel. It's yeah. not going to happen. It's the, the, so when you, someone is coming, comes to us from like an extreme diet and they are on 1,800 calories um, and they want to carry on losing weight or tone up, they think less is more in that sense. So oh, I'll take more calories off. I'll take more calories off. Well, no, you've plateaued because your body has had some metabolic adaptation where now it's having to try and survive at this. Look at the long-term goal again. So if we, like you say, systematically slowly increase those calories over a period of time, it's not going to be, okay, we're going from 1,000 to 1,800 because you will see some weight gain. But again, that's going to be glycogen storages, water retention, that's not going to be fat mass that you've just accumulated overnight. And I think that's something that we also need to hammer home is that quick weight gain is not going to be fat mass or very low percentage of it will be fat mass. It's going to be glycogen stored in your muscle, which is carbohydrates stored in your muscle. And for every like one gram of carb you store, there's going to be three grams of water. Okay. And that's necessary and needed for us to be able to perform better. Um, I'll always come back to performance as I think that's gonna be the best gauge of how we are progressing as in turn to how your, how your body weight is looking. So that's slow reversal out. So the slow reverse, so the numbers that everybody's sort of hanging around for, yeah, the, numbers, yeah. the magic numbers that everybody wants to know, what Let's numbers what do I can. need? <laughs> right, so First of all, disclaimer, these numbers will not get you to the goal if everything else isn't in check already. So it doesn't matter if you're still consuming 2,500 calories and yeah. your protein's down and your carbs and your fats are ridiculously high. Chances are you're still not going to see the result that you're looking for just simply because the energy balance is well out of whack, that the body's not allowing itself to get into a fat burning. You're looking for the body to release fat storage as energy. Yeah. The reason why you're creating calorie deficit. It doesn't mean you have to ax out carbohydrates. Carbs are not the only source. As Dan said earlier, there's two sources of fuel the body needs to use, carbs and fats. 
it's just ironic that most people just go to removing carbs and that's just because they associate them with chocolate with high calorie intake foods the sort of sweet dessert treats this is why everybody mixes out carbohydrates first time round. so what are the magic numbers so these are a guideline again again from a coaching perspective we assess these we readjust these yeah but how it should look is you take your total amount of calories and then as we spoke about you break these down into proteins fats and carbs Fibers kind of on the back end there. Fiber, always 20 to 25 grams. You're good at that. As long as you're hitting a number around about there, perfect, sweet. Don't have to really monitor that too much. If you're under that, start eating more fibrous foods. Yeah, and yeah. you get a lot of the fiber from wholesome food as well. So normally it's kind of an indicator from your diet. If you're not seeing fiber, you're not eating enough wholesome food. It's as simple as that. So the yeah. easiest way to hit fiber, eat wholesome food. Simple. The next one, proteins, fats, and carbs. What does this really look like for an individual? So everybody, all coaches have different methodologies of working this out. Everybody has, some, one person might respond better to a high carb, low fat. Another one might be high fat, low carb. But protein is kind of always the number that's given as a guidance because it's your recovery number. It's your, it's your base foundation for new muscle tissue to be you know, broken down into amino acids that's repairing the muscle, et cetera, et cetera. So 1.6 to 2.2 grams of protein per kilogram. That body is weight. The number, yeah, of, of body weight. That is the number that I prefer, prefer to work with. Yeah. This can work in a pound scenario as well, from 0.8 to 1.2 per pound. It yeah. virtually gives you the same amount in response. Now, it doesn't need to be exact. It's a guidance number that you are working towards. You might need to adjust this as calorie intake changes, as output. So if, you're, if your recovery is low or your energy is just low, you might actually need to drop your protein slightly and increase carbohydrates because you're finding that you're just depleted on energy all the time. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. mean that you're going to actually diminish your results by decreasing your protein. It's just how do I find a balance to move forward effectively? But the window, 1.6 to 2.2 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight. So yeah. I normally go for one gram because it's the easier, it's the, uh, sorry, yeah, one, one two gram. grams. Two grams, yeah, 1.6 to 2.2. I yep. normally go for the two grams per kilogram. Kilogram of body because weight, yeah. Two, yeah. 100 kilos, 200 grams, easy. Yeah. Super easy because that's the easy number to work with. And I know that's something that you, yours is going to be changing a lot in the, in the near come months because of obviously with what you're looking to produce. Um, so it does, yeah. it does alter on the result that you're looking to produce. But to start with, that's a simple number. I'm going to let Dan touch on that one. Yeah, I was just going to say like, I'm an, I love I love eating chicken and I love eating tuna. Um, and you'll if you follow me again, you'll see that on my oats I'll always have like a whey. Um, so my number is probably nearer like two point five uh, two point five grams per kilogram of of body weight. Um, so I think that upper limit can be it's a target, um, but I don't think it has to be. It's not that you have to stop there. Quite often I've seen it's like lad bible or whatever we'll share like this guy died from too much protein no he didn't like there's not a top end limit um again that could come down to fiber and you could your bowel movements could start to become a bit more irregular if you suddenly jump up to two or whatever grams but yeah i'd always say the bare minimum we'd be looking for that like 1.6 however obviously if you're a smaller a petite female we can potentially go a little bit lower and if you are feeling very lethargic throughout the day, we could start to put in a little bit higher carb to make sure 
these are guidelines um, with every client, it will work differently. But yeah, 1.6 to 2.2 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight and you're golden. Yeah, I mean, I think that's just for, if you want to try and work out the numbers, take yeah. your total, yeah, take your total calories. Um, so you're looking for your total calories out of that. Um, you're going to work out your protein intake. Your protein intake is going to be from your body weight. So the requirements of. Yeah. So how you then work that out is, once you've got your total grams of protein, so 200 grams, four wow. calories per gram, times it by four. Yeah. Yeah? Agreed? Times yeah. that by four. <clears throat> 800 calories. So 800 calories of your total calorie intake is going to come from protein. So put that number to one side now. You now know what your protein intake is going to be. The next one is fat. Super simple. I personally like to range fat between 25 to 30% of your total calorie intake. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So again, if you prefer a higher fat diet, I always sort of work up to the 30% margin. If you're sort of your bare minimum, I believe personally, you know, sort of, again, it varies for people, but you've seen, I've seen people go down as low as 20%, but for hormone regulation, for just like food satiety, just for all the good things that good fats bring, 25% is another golden number. So total calorie intake. So again, don't consider the protein at this point. Total calorie number, 25% of that is now your fat intake. So you'll have 25% in calories. Now divide that by nine. That yeah. will give you your fat per gram. fat grams to, for the day. Total calorie for your fat for the day. So you've got 25% of your total calorie intake now in grams because it's divided by nine. Yeah. So you have your protein, 200 grams. You have your fat at 25% of your total calories. All of, the, all of the calories that are left, and this is the part where everybody goes, no, all of the calories that are left are now your carbohydrates. Yeah. And some of you might actually be shocked when you work this number out because it might say, oh, 250 grams of carbs. Um, I've only been consuming 80 grams of carbs. There's half the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and, and I'd say that fat grammage that again can be a minimum like that. Yeah. That percentage can be flexible. We don't want to be going lower than that because that's when you start to say like immunity and, and, and hormone regulation can be affected. Um, but yeah, that, that ratio there is, is flexible, but we don't want to be going lower than that number. Yeah. Normally when we, as I'm setting macros up for people, when we've been working with clients, I normally have a golden rule of 40 to 45 grams is the bare minimum fats that I will give somebody if they're on a low calorie diet. Yeah, um, because the body needs around about that to establish just good hormone regulation. Now, if your hormones are not in balance, you are going to be struggling to produce the result and you're doing all this work for virtually nothing in return. So again, there's, there's always a bigger picture when you're looking at it from a 30,000 foot view. Yeah. But you're looking for around 25 to 30% and then all the other calories go towards your carbohydrates. And again, divide that by four will give you your grammage for the day. So yeah, yeah, yeah. just to reiterate, protein, 1.6 to 2.2 grams per kilogram of body weight. That's mm -hmm. going to give you a protein number. Times that by four will give you your total calories. Fat, 25 to 30% of your total calories. Times that by nine. Again, sorry, divide that by nine will give you your grammage for fat. So yeah. you're working the reverse of the protein. And then carbohydrates, Whatever is left in whatever is left in calories, go ham on the carbs. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> it can be enjoyed. You can still produce a result. Um, yeah. 
your total calories are left, divide those by four, we'll give you your grams. You now know what your grams per proteins, fats, and carbs are for the day from your calories that you have been given or what you have worked out which created the deficit. Don't work out the calories that you're on now and work backwards to create the macros. Work out calories that you're on now after the first week of tracking. Subtract three to 500 calories first if you have the scope to do so. Yeah, yeah. If you're probably like, if you're, I would say if you're anywhere close to two, 300 calories within your BMR, your basal metabolic rate, you don't want to be subtracting that much already. You need to start working on the reverse effect and bringing your calories back up. Yeah. And now you know where you are for your calorie intake. You now know where you are for your macro, macro split. You've got some numbers to work forward with, but they're just a guidance. You get to play around with these, but we always say, try stick with them for around about two weeks at a time before you start making any huge adjustments. Every yeah. time you make an adjustment, the body's got to adapt. The adaptation takes more than 24 hours. It's not like, here's a response. Go away. Thank you. Thanks for the result. doesn't happen. The only fast response you'll ever see is when you cut carbs, you cut total water retention volume in the body as well. Because like Dan said, one gram, three grams, they equate to weight in the body. You're cutting that down. That's the only fast result you're ever going to see. So anybody that decreases carbs massively on a diet, and then goes, I've lost six pounds this week in my first week. Yeah, it's water. Yeah. It's not weight. It's, it's not. It, it's, it's not. That's not body fat. As, as you start to bring carbs back into aid performance, that weight will come due to the water retention. Um, that's why you see boxers two days before they, they need to weigh in at a certain thing, starving themselves of carbs and water. And then as soon as they weigh in, they'll drink loads and eat some carbs and, oh, they've suddenly gained six pounds. It, it's not body fat that you've lost. I hate to burst your bubble. Yeah. I mean, the body fat scenario will start to come from week two onwards, week three onwards, where your body's yeah, yeah. now started to get into a state of understanding where it's at with its energy intake and how it's expending it. Yeah. So, again, another topic of conversation altogether is to what the body does responding to new starting diets. But at this point, Macros, macro split, you're wasting your time if you're trying to figure out the perfect macro split to begin with. It doesn't exist. The best thing you can do is track your average calories for a week, a singular week, which is what we do with all our clients first. Once yeah. you track the first week, you then divide that by seven, gives you an average day. Right, okay, I know I'm consuming 2,500 calories. Right, I know I can chip away some calories from that without changing anything drastically. Let's remove 300 calories from that then go and work out the macro split that we've just given you. All sounds simple. Easy. <laughs> it's always easy on paper. It's always easy on paper, yeah. So best thing you can do, go back, watch this. In fact, what I'll do is in the comments, I'll, I'll write a, a, a full description of what's going on here for you. Yeah. You can then go away and write everything down from the description that we've got. Um, you've got tons and tons of value. So make sure you save this one. Um, just so that you can come back to it at some point because the value for not just in the live but in the caption section as well is also going to be of massive value to you appreciate all the love that you've all been sending dan do you want to leave anything with anybody right now if in doubt reach out we're here yeah. and we do have clients that are obviously pay, paying clients but we we'd always rather give value and help people than see you end up in an 800 calorie diet and hating yourself so reach out as and when we can help we're always happy to point you in the right direction yeah, it's only a conversation. I mean, I might look intimidating when I don't have this hat on, you know, like not having the hair and stuff, but, you know. Um... Yeah, it's me every time. <laughs> but, yeah, so 
hope you've enjoyed guys if you've had value from this you know what to do drop in the comments drop value if you're on the replay if you catch us on one of our feeds let us know appreciate you all for being here on a wednesday have an awesome week yes sir crushing it yeah love. see you later See you later. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you got great value in today's episode. If you'd like to work closely with me and my team, head over to my Instagram at CoachAndyJames and DM me the word evolution. Evolution is our own unique coaching methods that will take you from stuck to success, frustrated to fitness kings and queens. That's Instagram at CoachAndyJames and the word evolution. We can have a quick chat, see if we can support you and we can create your own success story. Again, thank you for being here today and I'll catch you in the next one.